0: Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language Podcast. Weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. Hola. Good morning everybody, it's Ollie Richards here. Welcome back to another episode of the On the Road series of the I Will Teach You a Language Podcast. Where I'm on the road in the very close vicinity of my house but I'm using my my semi-regular walks to record podcast episodes, which is proving surprisingly fun. I'm really enjoying it. So I hope you've been doing well. I'm actually recording this on a a bank holiday here in in the UK. And in case you're wondering why I'm talking about the banks, a bank holiday here is what we call a public holiday. Uh, I guess because, well, who knows why? I could probably guess why, but I'd, I'd probably get it wrong. So it's a holiday today. So uh, that's... I think even if people are not really doing much at the moment, it's still like a psychological trigger here. Public holiday, everyone's out in the parks, bikinis on, beers and iceboxes. It's really, really great and I'm pretty happy to be outside right now. So anyway, I hope you're doing well wherever you are. The sponsors of the I Will Teach a Language podcast are iTalkie and italki have been helping support the podcast for years now. And iTalki is a place where you can get language lessons. Whether you want professional lessons, whether you want just a little bit of speaking practice, whatever it is that you want, iTalki can come up with the goods. And if you'd like to get a free lesson with a teacher in any language, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson. That's IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, I am, I'm on the end, the tail end of a two and a half hour walk which is why wow. <laughs> it probably sounds like I'm struggling to, uh, to talk more, a bit more than I usually do. And uh, if you did think that, well, you, you'd be right, because I'm walking up a big hill after two and a half hours of walking around uh, North London. But the show must go on. And so today, in today's episode, I want to address a question from Christine, who asked me this question on a live class I was doing a couple of weeks ago and Christine said something on the lines of Oli help I have been reading and listening a lot every day just like you tell us to do in my language and I'm finally I can understand more and more but I still can't use the right grammar when it comes to speaking and it's really frustrating help what should I do and uh, that was the question and she's responding to the the method that I teach beginners to use uh, with in foreign languages, which is basically to get a lot of input at the beginning. We're not going out there studying loads of grammar rules and things like that. What we're doing is spending our time listening and reading to simple stories in the language so we can build up our comprehension and our general knowledge and understanding of the language first before we do anything else. But one of the things that happens when you follow this method is exactly what Christine was was uh, articulating here which is that it's all very well being able to understand something but that doesn't necessarily mean you can then use it yourself when it comes to speaking and she's absolutely right it doesn't and this is where the kind of psychology of language learning really comes into play because the logic of this approach of spending your time listening and reading as a beginner is that you build your comprehension first so you can understand you have a kind of passive knowledge of lots and lots of stuff so that eventually when you do come to speak whenever that is, you know lots of stuff, which means you're not kind of scrambling around for for words, you already know a bunch of stuff so you can use that in your speaking right away so it's a much easier kind of pathway into starting to speak in that language rather than what a lot of people do or suggest which is like speak right from the beginning and try and have conversations as hard as it might be just push your way through which is fine and it's totally valid but it's kind of tough for for a lot of people who don't have that confidence to kind of be in the face of a stranger trying to make themselves understood despite not having bothered to actually learn the language first you know so that's why I kind of like my approach but there is inevitably a lag between the time that you the stage at which you actually learn a word or a piece of grammar, for example, or learn to understand something in the language, and such a time as you can actually use that same stuff yourself, you know it well enough to be able to access it, retrieve it, and use it so for example if I was, if I was to say to you in English something in the subjunctive which is relatively uncommon. So it's important that you be there tomorrow. Now you don't usually say you be, do you? You say you are. You are John. You are a person. But in this case we're saying you be. It's important that you be there tomorrow because that's that's the subjunctive mood in English. Relatively uncommon. Now if you were an English learner you'd probably understand what I said because be, even though it's a strange conjugation for you, It does actually make sense, because you, you you know what the word be means, right? So I say it's important that you be there. You will understand that to mean it's important that you are there tomorrow. Same thing, right? So you will understand it, but if I then said to you, okay, now you use it, go and use it now. Go and say something right now, make a sentence. If I said that to you there's no guarantee that you'd actually be able to use it properly. In fact, you'd probably stop and stutter and hesitate a bit and have to think about it. And that's just because your ability to speak is lagging behind your understanding or your comprehension. Now, when I explain it like that, your, your reaction is probably, well, that's, that's fine. Just be patient. Wait a little bit. It'll catch up sooner or later. Might take a few weeks or a few months, but You'll get there by the, by the time you've heard the subjunctive being used enough times in English. Then you'll know it enough to be familiar enough with it to actually use it. And that's exactly what happens. But the trouble is, when you're actually in the kind of in the throes of learning a foreign language, there's a lot of these things happening at the same time. You've got different verb conjugations, different verb tenses. You've got lots and lots of words out there. You've got the active voice, the passive voice, all these different things. And especially in the early stages, there can be lots of these different grammar points, which you are kind of semi-aware of and can kind of follow along, but you have got nowhere near the level of mastery or command or familiarity with those grammar points to be able to use them when it comes to speaking. So this is the hardest possible point. You are kind of still at a fairly early stage and you, you just haven't spent enough time with different areas of the language to be able to use it. And that's not a problem, that doesn't change the fundamental analysis that we just went through of, look, you just got to give it a bit of time to catch up. And so this is where it gets into areas of patience, stick-to-itiveness, and more importantly, a super cool phrase that i absolutely love to use and someone on this live class actually came up with this phrase and I, and I, I don't often use it because it's a bit, it sounds a bit technical and it's a bit difficult to understand for someone who's just kind of scrolling the, the internet on their phone but it is, it describes perfectly what you need to develop which is a tolerance for ambiguity a tolerance for ambiguity in plain English what this means is the happier that you can be not really understanding something the better off you're going to be. The happier that you can be not really being clear what's going on, the, easy, the easier time you're going to have of it. Uh, and so that is like, that's the, a, a, a trait or an approach or an attitude that you need to develop, which is that even if you don't understand, even if you're not able to say something the way that you want, be cool with that. Be happy with it. Because the longer you can tolerate it, the longer you can tolerate this kind of ambiguous state of, of your language the more practice you're going to get the more exposure you're going to get the more time you're going to spend with the language and ultimately the better that you're going to be at the language but that feeling of panic of not liking ambiguity wanting certainty wanting to be sure what you've understood wanting to be sure what you just said is correct is also totally normal and human nature down to the ground and this is behind Christine's question and what many many people feel and so I kind of usually do this dance of walking through these examples and saying, look you're on the right path you're doing the right thing keep doing what you're doing and the only reason you'll fail is if you kind of freak yourself out enough that you start to think that you're doing something wrong you're not it's just that this stuff takes time and the only way to really have complete certainty over Over what you're doing is to give up because then you won't make any mistakes or else I got a second a second best option will be using something like Duolingo where it's kind of like right and wrong tap a few buttons and figure out find out right away if you got it right but then of course that doesn't represent anything like normal language environments you know so it's being comfortable with ambiguity is one of the real kind of superpowers of language learning so next time you find yourself getting a little bit frustrated or wondering why on earth you haven't mastered this particular grammar point, just bear that in mind. Because the chances are, especially if you listen to this podcast, you are you're on the right track, you're doing the right things, you just got to stick at it, not let yourself get frustrated, and above all, not give up. So that's your pep talk for today. <laughs> I hope that was useful. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to leave me a message to respond to on the podcast, now's a good time because I haven't got many messages in the queue. So uh, I'm feeling lonely over here, guys. I'm feeling like you're not paying attention to me. I hope that's not the case. <laughs> so if you'd like to make me feel better, give, my, give Ollie a bit more tolerance for ambiguity, then uh, then go ahead and leave me a voice message with your question, your language-related question, whatever that may be. You can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask. That's IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, and I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. What is the most difficult stage in learning a new language? Well, many people will tell you that it is speaking. It's when you first start to speak, and you have those kind of terrifying conversations in front of a native speaker for the first time. And it's terrifying because you realize that actually all that stuff you thought you knew... Well, it turns out you didn't know it quite as well as you thought, you begin to freeze up, you trip over the, over your words, your memory just stops working, and speaking is just an all-round distressing experience. We've all been there, I've been there in many, many languages. And, and to help with this, I've written a series of books called 101 Conversations. And these conversations are designed to tell a story. So right from the first one to the very last one, it tells a really interesting story that's completely set in the target language. And these, because these are conversations, there is no narrative. There's no fluffy descriptions. It is just blow-by-blow blow real conversations in the target language that are going to help you learn and memorize the most important words and phrases in the language so that you can speak with more Confidence. Now, these books I've written in French, German, Italian, Spanish, English, and they're all available on Amazon. So if you head over to Amazon.com and you search for Ollie Richards 101, then they should pop right up. That is, on Amazon.com, search for Ollie Richards 101, and you can find there the Kindle version, the paperback version, the audio version, so that you can train your ear at the same time. There is these will keep you busy for weeks if not months and they're also super affordable so i hope you go and check them out and i hope you enjoy the books once again on amazon.com simply search ollie richards 101